The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Right. Thank you, man. I appreciate you getting yeah, brother. for letting us connect and letting us do this and letting the world hear you a little bit. Uh, I do appreciate you. appreciate your time. You, man. <laughs> hey, man. I appreciate just, you for doing this. I'm just trying to find great guys like you to get on this podcast and just share a lot of the wisdom and knowledge that you've learned over over time. Um, but before we get into all that, just let us know a little bit back about you and your background, you know, where you're from, where you're located. So we have a sense of who you are and your geography a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I was born and raised in Idaho. I uh, spent a lot of my time growing up um, in nature, exploring um, like the vast amount of forests and mountains uh, in Idaho, uh, a lot of the time um, on a dirt bike. So that was just really, I think, formative way um, of growing up for me um, and has really contributed to the person that I am today. Um, I really, really enjoy and value being um, out in nature and um, the way I view our relationship and my relationship with the environment um, is certainly has certainly been shaped um, by my upbringing uh, so close to nature. Um, but I moved out to California about four years ago uh, to pursue a career in the production industry. I'm doing video and photo and got into that. I've been doing drone work for the last two years um, on a, like Netflix shows, commercials, that type of, that type of stuff. Um, and through doing that, um, actually achieving that goal, I uh, started to realize that like my health and happiness are the most important things to me. Um, so have since, since the beginning of 2020 really started to go head first into making a shift into mindset and wellness coaching. I just really want to put out into the world what I found valuable in my own life and what has helped me to cope with the, let's call it the onslaught of um, uh, technological advancement. Uh, it's a lot to deal with. And I feel like a lot of people don't have the tools to adequately um, go about their, their daily lives without being swayed or distracted by a lot of these things that we, we now take for granted and have integrated our lives and are not using them intentionally. And I feel like that has made a profound impact in my life, starting to pay attention to how I'm using technology and more than that, pay attention to my relationship with myself. So that's where um, like the mindset and the wellness portion of, of what I'm doing and uh, what I'm coaching my clients on has to deal with so for the foreseeable future that's uh that's what i'm going to be doing um and i'm i could not be more excited about it so that's awesome man you said yeah, an important thing cool. about technology it could be such a powerful tool and helping us you know connect like how we're doing right now and just helping you or your clients and just the convenience portion can be definitely positive but 
so much distraction, so much marketing, you know, everywhere we go from our phones, social media, TV, commercials, they're all over the place, billboards, Vegas, we have a ton of billboards. So everywhere you see, you're seeing something. Yeah, so it's like all, Vegas all the is different half billboards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's all bright lights and billboards. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah. that's awesome, man. Uh, Idaho. How's how's it growing up in Idaho? I don't know much about Idaho. Is it is it true all the it's all about potatoes up there, or is it more than more than that? <laughs> well, it, it it does say on the license plate, and I still got my license plate. <laughs> um, it does say famous potatoes on the license plate. I definitely, it's, I mean, it's kind of funny. My dad, um, he, he still works. He, he works for like, a, I don't want to go too deep into it, but he works for like a, um, like food processing facilities. He designs mm-hmm. all of the layouts of the machinery that processes the foods. And he worked for the longest time at uh, Simplot doing that. And Simplot is the, the largest grower and producer of potatoes in um, the U.S., I believe. Um so yeah, it's kind of kind of funny. It's just very like quintessential Idaho. Like my dad processed potatoes, basically. Um, so you're the norm over there, then, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stereotypical but, uh, Idaho, Idaho family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, Idaho is also called the gem state. It's just it's really a lot of just undeveloped, just beautiful wilderness. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. And a lot of it's just untouched. And a lot of it you can't get to unless you have a plane, a helicopter, or are willing to go like deep, deep, like backcountry, either like four wheeling, um, four wheeling, uh, dirt bike riding, stuff like that. So it's just this untouched gem, really. And mm-hmm. um, Idahoans have a have a like a running joke. A lot of like people from Utah and Texas and, and California have started to sell their property in those states because they're getting too populated and, and congested and things like that. And the running joke with a lot of Idahoans is um, don't, don't tell people about Idaho. Idaho is not that great a place, you know, because all these people are moving into the state and that's, I feel like that's the one of the only things I hear my mm-hmm. parents complain about is like, ah, oh, man, these Californians like <laughs> coming in and like creating, creating so much traffic. Dude, that's, and, that's everywhere. Nevada. Yeah. Every time we see like yeah. a California license plate, we're just like freaking California. Come on. <laughs> yeah. no, uh, that's cool. That's, though. that's funny. But I know, I know Boise's, to, Boise's are growing. Yeah. Yeah. Boise's yeah it's, growing I mean, it's city. the largest, yeah, it's the largest city in, in Boise and it's, it's, really starting to take off it's a beautiful beautiful spot and everybody there is just super kind um nice cares about each other it's mm-hmm. it's a great it's a great place it, it really is and it will always have a special special place in my heart for sure yeah, sweet thanks for sharing man what got you yeah. uh inspired by doing like video like what, what did you see in your vision when you were uh, you know aspiring to get into the video uh industry well, starting out, and I'll, I'll take it back to high school. Um, that I was just always kind of drawn to the visual arts. Uh, my brother um, had had been into photography and stuff, so he kind of he paved the way for me to start being interested in it. Um, and I started taking some like video tech classes. And, and mind you, that I was uh, like thirteen, fourteen at the time when I started to like have the option to choose classes in high school so i was like oh let me uh just like do the easiest thing right like let me let me do it what the most lackadaisical kind of easy class like low maintenance 
thing I can possibly do. So I took like video tech classes where we would do like broadcasting in the morning announcements and stuff like that. And just kind of, we just learn the ins and outs of video editing and production and um, started to do that. And then it wasn't even until after I graduated from high school and was starting to go to college that I like bought my first camera after seeing, and, and this was really a pivotal point for me. Um, I don't know if you're a snowboarder, but there's a movie called Art of Flight um, that was really just, it kind of, it, it broke all other extreme sports movies. It was really ahead of its time as far as, it, it was just way out there as far as what these guys were doing, what they were pursuing, the the cinematography of it. Like they have cameras mounted on helicopters, dive bombing, like just sheer faces of Alaskan mountains, like filming these snowboarders. Mm-hmm. And it is just an incredible movie. And I, I, I saw that and the next day, I bought my first camera. I was like, I have to get into this. This is incredible. Um, so that really just blew my mind and really lit that that spark that that got me on the 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 road of wanting to be visually creative and, and mm-hmm. create things that other people would look at and be like, Wow, that is that is incredible. So and that was seven almost eight years ago now. So bought my first camera then and I've been doing it ever since was doing freelance photography out in Idaho. And they got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm making a decent amount of money, dropped out of school and decided to move to California because I mean, what better place to get into video production Mm -hmm. than Los Angeles, you know? So that's, that's a pretty big move. And I I tell a lot of people, uh, especially people who stayed in like their small town, for their whole lives and they never experience anywhere else like moving anywhere else or living away from their parents or their friends that they grew up with uh tell us a little bit about what uh, that experience was for you getting out your comfort zone because that Mm -hmm. is where i I believe the most growth happens and when i left uh after high school to join the military that whole period of time was like the most I like couldn't even imagine how much a growth I would have being so far away from everyone and just being, you know, focused on myself and that part of my journey. So how was that moving to California? Cause that's not too close from Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I hadn't even been to Southern California until I was until probably 2015. So I was already well underway in college and, um, just like took a took one trip down here and before i talk about moving to california i want to take it back to what you were saying about like we're we are products of our environments mm-hmm. like we really are like everything and everybody that we surround ourselves with influences who we are and the decisions that we make i feel like and um as i was starting college i met this group of uh photographers off of instagram and they lived in like the pacific northwest and Seattle, uh, somebody was in Alberta and we all like met up in Portland, uh, in Oregon and going on like road trips and and meeting these new people and kind of just exploring really gave me the perspective when I went back to school, um, after going on like a road trip for a week, going back to school in Idaho and going back to my job, really having that perspective, seeing the type of person that I was and how happy I was 
being creative and, and meeting new people and, and getting outside of my comfort zone, doing things and seeing things that I hadn't done before. And then coming back to this societal norm and, and something that my parents had always told me I needed to do is go to college and things like that. Really paying attention to who I was and how that made me feel, I feel like set me up to, to be able to, to make the decision to move to California, to just drop everything. Cause man, I dropped everything. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I loaded up my car. It was a 1996 Volkswagen Jetta stick shift, loaded it up with everything I owned. And I drove it 18 hours to, to California. And that was a slow ride. We were, we were low riding. <laughs> but, that's uh, awesome, man. I, I think, I think that's something very important that a lot of people should pay attention to is that we are products of our environments. And, and if you, you look at the, the person that you are and the decisions that that you're making and the people you're spending your time with. And, and I think it's Jim Rohn that um, said that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you can take a look at that and look at that objectively, take your, your ego out of it and, and look at who you're spending your time with, the activities you're, you're, you're doing and, and maybe your job or your school, whatever it is, whatever you find yourself doing the most, if it's not making you happy and you're, you're not, you know that you are, are greater or meant for something greater than what you're currently doing. I think you're on the, you're on the right track. For sure, man. And I, I commend you because like so many people I know that had some type of dream or goal and never acted on it but you notice you loved you know videography and photography and you put the fact that LA and South California is one of the best places to be to just put yourself in that environment where you can surround yourself with more people uh common mentality common love for videography and you just dropped everything and left so that that's that that says a lot about you chasing what you want and you were so determined to leave idaho drive 18 hours and start a whole new journey so that's awesome man and i'm 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 definitely proud of you for doing that because i'm sure you grew a lot on that whole journey and grew a lot more than you would even think i imagine because you can't really predict how something like that's going to be. You have a vision in your mind, but as soon as you probably got to California, it's probably started changing up on you. Uh, oh, oh yeah. It yeah. definitely kept me on my toes. And, and it's, it's not like it was an easy thing to do mentally. It was, it was scary, man. Like I had a job set up for me. Uh, I was working at a restaurant at the time and I just transferred over to a location in Southern California. And that's, that's all I had planned and lined up really. Um, so it was, I mean, it was a major leap, but I'm, I couldn't imagine my life any other way. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta jump and <laughs> figure it out on the way down. <laughs> for sure, man. Just go for it. Yeah, and definitely. when you, when you were doing videography and photography, uh, what was like the pivotal point in where you realized you weren't truly fulfilled or if you are truly fulfilled, you know, I might have it wrong, but if, if you or you want to take your skills and videography and, you know, channel that towards something else with mm-hmm. health and wellness uh, and mindset. Uh, when did you notice that you wanted to do more with yourself? So there was definitely, there was definitely a point. Um, and this was, I want to say 2018. And 
it was, a, I was working at a, uh, at an aerial cinematography company full time. Um, and we, we got this job with, with Honda. Um, and it was seven days, I think seven days straight of night shoots. So it was 5 PM and, and mo more often than not, it was way before 5 PM prepping out stuff, making sure all the gear is, is ready. Make sure we have everything because when you're, when you're flying heavy lift drones, there are thousands of moving pieces and you need to make sure that you've got everything, everything dialed in. Um, so oftentimes we'd be working like 13, 14, 15 hour days. And we just had this week straight of night shoots from 5 PM, let's say until like 7 AM when the sun rose and going through that week just drained me physically, mentally, emotionally. It was just, it was rough. And, and after that, I, it was, it was halfway through that week <laughs> that I took a look at how I was feeling really just like took a seat and, and tuned into how I was feeling. I was like, man, this is, this is not it. This is not it at all. You're sacrificing your, your mental health, your physical health, not eating well for what, for a check and you're not impacting anybody. And that's always been huge for me. Like I, I've always wanted to make an impact on people and I wanted, uh, I, and I think this is everybody that like, I want to feel like I, I'm living with purpose and I just, I wasn't feeling that at all doing mm -hmm. shooting these commercials and things like that. So it really helped me put into perspective what was important to me, which is health, which is, which is my health, which is my mental health, my spiritual health, physical health, um, mental health. And it really just drove home for me that that is one of the most important things in my life and, and really helped me to focus on making that a top priority in my life. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's awesome. And I had, I had a very similar experience uh, when I was in the military, just draining, working so long. And it just, it made me really reflect like, what do I really want to do? And it's not the fact that you couldn't do it, right? You were probably, you know, very successful. You're really good at it. Uh, you're creative. And, and, and I think that's really important for people to understand. It's, it's not the fact that you can't deal with it because you can, but for what, <laughs> you know, what, what is the outcome? Cause even if you deal with something and it really is stressing you in a certain way, that chronic stress has way more detriment to your well-being, your mental health, your physical health, right? Having stress hormones constantly flowing through your body, which was me in the military, even though I was, you know, I was having a good career, right? I had, I was succeeding and everything, but I was still having there's a, that. There's a, there's a disconnect mm -hmm. for sure. A disconnect. So it, a lot of times people would just deal with it, deal with what they're doing, deal with their jobs, even though they hate it. And you could do that, but what kind of quality of life? You know, exactly. And so I mean, that's like, important. That's, that's the, I mean, that's the easy thing to do is to just say, just throw your hands up and say, Hey, like, this is, this is what it is. Like, this is what life has given me. You know, this is what's happening to me. And it's that victim mentality really, instead of taking responsibility for your life and, and recognizing that you have a choice. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you, if you really want to pay attention to how you're feeling and, and, 
yeah, pay attention to how you're feeling. I mean, that's, that's really it. Just listen to your intuition. And, and if like, you're not liking what you're doing, if you're not liking your job, nobody's making you say that. Mm-hmm. Like you have a choice. We have a choice every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a tough part too. Cause we think, you know, paying attention to how we're feeling, I, we might confuse that with just distracting ourselves with short-term pleasures, right? After a long crappy day at work, we're going to go watch TV and try to forget about everything. And that really just masks how we feel and we're not actually dealing with the root of the problem. So I, I think that's a, that's a big thing. And that's awesome that you noticed it. You actually listened to how your body and you knew there was going to be more, right? There's there, this wasn't what, you know, that full connection to life and passion felt like, and there still might be more. You could take all that skill that you learn and apply that to, you know, something that makes you feel more fulfilled. So 100%. And I think that just goes back into the looking at life as things happening for you. I, I don't, I don't look at any of that time as, as wasted time. I learned so much and I grew so much through that. My interpersonal skills, leadership skills, um, learning how to operate in production, which I, I still plan on, on being a part of that industry, but yeah. That, that's a, that's a good perspective though. Cause some people might have experience, you know, you left, Idaho, you start a whole new life and journey and it didn't quite, it didn't quite end up the way you thought it was going to be. And you could have been like, wow, I'm like, I I made a huge mistake. You know, this is stupid. Like you could beat yourself up for it or you could do what you did. And it's like, no, I didn't regret any of that. That was all, you know, just setting me up to understand more of what I want. And it was all a learning experience. So that's, that's another big key is, perspective on your experiences as something you can learn from or something you can just complain about and just be mad about. Right. And then, you know, which one's really going to progress you further to being happy. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and just to add on to that as well, um, looking at it as like a, a, a growing experience more than just like things are happening to you working that. And, and I'm sure that you working in the military and being in a submarine experience, this desire to maximize your time as well, because you know that 40 plus hours of your week are already allotted to somebody else. And I'm definitely trying to get eight hours of sleep a night. So say you've only got about 70 hours to yourself. I'm definitely trying to optimize my mornings. So while I was working at that job, I was waking up super early so that I could start my day right so that I Mm -hmm. could prepare myself to go into that job. I was starting to meditate, starting to read and write in the morning and really just take time for myself to make sure that I wasn't just spending all of my time, my focus, my energy at this job, really giving myself the time that I needed to feel like I was loving myself really. Mm -hmm. That's important. I I just heard uh, Jay Shetty talk about like morning routines uh, and he was saying it's like putting armor on right? But that, that morning routine is just like putting your armor on to protect you from the rest of the day. So you don't lose yourself, you know, in all the tasks and all the different energies pulling you around or marketing or whatever the case, whatever you're going to deal with for the day, you know, that morning time is for you to 
you know, love yourself, protect yourself and just be centered. So you're not, That's, you know, at a place the whole day centered. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so, that's and that's that's how I look at my morning ritual is just a time to to start my day right to to really get in alignment with with my values my my principles and and my purpose and and just have that in mind for the rest of the day because when you've got that at the back of your mind you don't necessarily need to be thinking about it all the time you don't need to be repeating it in your head but when you start your day like that and you're, you're centered and you're aligned with that, with that purpose, that goal, that overarching mission or connected to that, that energy source that you are, it's makes it so, or you got that armor on, it makes it so much harder to be swayed or perturbed by, by any random event. Somebody's yelling at you. Somebody Mm. cuts you off anything. Those minor, those tiny, tiny little, fractions of a second of, of moments that, that happen to everybody on a daily basis, dude, you can, you, you can deal with those and, and let them in and release them, let them go mm-hmm. just like, just like that. And, and keep your peace of mind. <laughs> oh, for sure. And you said about your morning ritual, tell us about, about your morning ritual. Cause there's so many uh, recommendations out there. Like there's books about morning, you know, having a good morning, like how Elrod's book, which is really good. Uh, yeah. Like what, what do you do to get yourself, uh, you know, ready for all the rest of the stuff that's you're going to face throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. For, for, for the battlefield of the day. Yeah. Um, so let me preface this by saying, I think it's important to go into looking for, to set up your morning ritual with the intention of finding what works best for you because no no morning ritual is going to be the same for everybody everybody is going to be different and i think a lot of people get caught up in the the whirlpool of and and ultimately negative thoughts because you're not doing something right when there is no right way to do a morning mm-hmm. ritual or start your day um so many people look that. at all of these these morning rituals that people are putting out and and they beat themselves up because they're not hitting it on the head and they're not feeling great because they're doing it, things like that. So I just want to stress the importance of really being intentional about finding what works best for you, find what works best for you. And and it's taken me a long time to, and, and it's still fluctuating. It always fluctuates based on how I'm feeling and, and what I've got going on in the day. Um, but typically I like to get up um, anywhere from five to five thirty. sometimes it's six. Um, don't beat myself up about that though when it happens. But if I'm, if I'm on, I'm getting up at 5am and I immediately meditate for either 30 minutes or an hour. Um, after that, I like to, to hit a book, read like five to 10 pages or, or 20, depending on how I'm feeling again, just whatever feels right. Um, and then I like to get in a little bit of writing, do, do some gratitude journaling, just get in that frequency of, of gratitude and looking at my life as, as an observer and really just letting go a lot of emotional attachment to things and, and really seeing my life for what it is and, and all that I have. Like I, I woke up and I am able to, to pass air in and out of my lungs. Like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is, I get another chance at this. This is sweet. So mm-hmm. like to be able to, to get into that, that state of gratitude, that, that vibrational frequency of love, is is one of the most powerful things you can do in the morning and that's something that i recommend to everybody start start a gratitude journal it, it might sound 
floofy or woo woo whatever but but it's for everybody and and if you if you start doing it you will soon find that your entire day is is transformed because of it and your your mindset about the day because once you get in that frequency of abundance like i have all of this stuff you you get out of this mindset of of lack or i need or i want or i'll be happy when i have something and that is that's one of the most powerful tools that you can have in your morning ritual is to immediately just access that abundance frequency um mm -hmm. i like to make my bed that's that's huge just kind of clean up my space mm -hmm. honor myself um because i feel like i owe it to my parents <laughs> they told me for the longest time they'll make your bed make your bed but i never really i was just like you know it's just gonna get just gonna get messed up but now that i live alone and <laughs> I just like to have things nice and tidy and clean and it's nice to have a, a fixed bed. Um, and then I like to either hydrate or, uh, and, or get some, get some movement in. Um, I've really been looking into Qigong and just like getting, getting some energy flowing through the body, either that or do a little bit of yoga, but that's a, that's my typical, Dude, typical sounds, morning routine. Sounds solid. And I, I definitely want to just hit back on, it's not the same for everyone. There's no right way to do that. And I got, you know, caught up in that too. Cause like, I felt like I wasn't doing, you know, the meditation the right way. And, you know, I wasn't doing it in the right order or whatever. And I was like, now it wasn't becoming, uh, helpful. It was having the opposite effect. Cause I was, you know, having this expectation of what I should feel like or should do. And I wasn't meeting that. And I was, you know, just starting my day off disappointed because like I didn't do it right, but there is no right way. And it's about finding that what feels best uh, and feels right for you. And, all, and, and again, again, yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to say that like, this has been a, and will forever be just a constant changing process of like finding what works for you. Like I, I have certainly been in that same mode of like getting, getting down on myself and, and being hard on myself because I didn't do something the right way. And if I didn't start my morning right or at the right time, then I'd beat myself up and, and think about all of the time that I lost. Great way to start the day. You really just mm -hmm. need to meet yourself where you are and practice non-judgment as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, but, but also, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to. But, no, no worries. And, and also pay attention to those, to those thoughts when they come up mm -hmm. it's like where are those coming from right and I, I think one of the best things that i've been doing more recently is yoga because that really teaches you to accept where you are because there's always going to be someone in the yoga room way more flexible than you you know they're going to have a more you know perfect stance you know they're going to be more connected and it's it's about taking yourself away from everyone else and just focusing on you and accepting mm -hmm. where you're at at that point, like where your flexibility is and just honing that and just keep practicing. Cause I remember the first time I did yoga and I was expecting it to be like nice and relaxing and I'm here like sweating, like breathing hard and don't know what I'm doing all stiff. Places uh, hurt. <laughs> you know, everything hurt. I don't know yeah. that, that, that coach whooped us, but <laughs> dude, yoga, yoga is a great teacher for that. And then, and then you start noticing that in other areas of your life, that more of acceptance of where you're at and it's okay where you're at and you're just trying to 
get a little bit better and which is good for me because i've been you know struggling with perfectionism and trying to do everything perfect and yoga i'm trying to do all these poses so perfectly to the fact that i'm like defeating the purpose of yoga because it's not even about that like i wasn't breathing i wasn't like connecting i wasn't even thinking about any of that i was just like i need to i need to do this perfect i'm like watching the instructor the whole time to see you know every movement like and it's just not it's not even about that and life's not even about perfecting it it's about enjoying the journey and being okay where you're at right now absolutely i, I don't think i could have articulated that any better <laughs> <laughs> that's good man and so what what was like the the biggest struggle in getting you started with the morning routine because like obviously you know it's it's good to wake up earlier and like get your mind right being a grateful mm-hmm. vibration but mm-hmm. you know i struggled you know i still struggle with yeah. my morning routine so like what what was like your biggest struggle and just having that consistency and not doing it like once a month or something like yeah. that <laughs> yeah yeah um Probably, and, and the words are this. It, it might be a quote from someone I heard this this somewhere. And I was I was just talking to another friend about this the other day. The your, your morning starts the night before, mm-hmm. so there's no way you're getting up at five a.m. if you're going to bed at at, at one thirty or two a.m. You know, and and if your goal is to wake up early so that you can you can really take that time for yourself and and get get a lot of your non-negotiables out of the way before you gotta start your day go to work things like that you really need to be intentional about when you're going to sleep you know your your rest period is huge so i think that was the biggest thing for me especially coming from a a freelancing creative field where so many people are are night owls and they're spending their their time face pressed against the computer screen editing video editing photos on instagram things like that you really gotta take into account that you can't you can't be intentional with your morning ritual if if you don't have a, a succinct or 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 even a plan for your for your evening ritual got to have that that turn down period where you're you're thinking about okay well it's 11 o'clock and and my, my morning rituals that's that's important to me so i'm gonna i'm gonna shut the phone off and put that away computer off i'm not gonna pass out on the couch here with netflix going i'm gonna crawl into bed get the six and a half hours of sleep that i can get now and and get up and get after it gotcha man and that that's so I think beautiful that, that was my I yeah. think that was my the the biggest struggle is accepting that that I well, I wasn't a night owl that I couldn't stay up till twelve or or one a.m. because I, I spent so long doing that in, in high school in college and and out of college and it, it takes a it's a it's a shift it's a major shift and it's uh, it's not an easy thing to do but you just gotta decide like what what are, what are your non negotiables that's really what it comes down to your values and your non negotiables. Like, what are you willing to not compromise on and, mm-hmm. and starting my day right and getting my morning rituals done that, that that's, that's huge for me. So mm-hmm. that made it 
made it a lot easier. Definitely. Maybe not, maybe easy is not the right word, but it uh, definitely helped. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people, even myself, when we are up late, it's usually not for a productive reason at all. (laughs) You're out here to like one in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. What are you really accomplishing in the late of the day like that? Exactly. Yeah. And, and and that, uh, that just plays back into that intentionality, like looking at, at the, it's okay that you're doing that, but just like, just take a second and, and look at the actions you're taking and the things that you're doing. Are they, are you doing them out of a place of intention or are you just kind of like just mindlessly doing Mm -hmm. things? Exactly. And just autopilot or, at least if you're doing it, you should at least acknowledge and be aware and exactly. understand how it's affecting you yeah. the next day or yeah. for don't, your morning. Don't say, oh, no, I can't do it because like, oh, I just can't get to sleep. Mm-hmm. No, like you, you have a choice. You have a choice. For sure. Or just saying I'm a night owl. I'm, yeah. I'm the human. I'm part of the humans that, you know, don't have a yeah. circadian rhythm or whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I, I thought about, I, I thought I was a night owl for the longest time but I, i'm starting to believe that that's just that's just not not mm-hmm. a, a real thing i think I it's conditioned meant to, yeah, yeah i, I feel a, like by nature absolutely. we're not so we're we, we're supposed to tone down when it gets dark and we we yeah. get more energy when the sun's up but then we condition ourselves just over rep, repetition and habits yeah. and then we start believing that we operate better at night and then it becomes our reality um but then I, what I noticed with my friends who say that night owls or whatever, they usually don't have any healthy physical habits as well. They're not necessarily in great shape or they're not eating the best or they're not doing those things to take care of their body. So uh, with that, I know you're extremely healthy running like six minute miles and just being super cut up and healthy. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how, uh, or when did you really start taking a strong focus into your body or noticing, you know, the difference in your health? Well, I would say it started really with looking at the things I was eating and, and how they were making me feel. Um, one of my, one of my roommates that I moved into my apartment with in Los Angeles, uh, I just noticed one day and it's, it was, wasn't that hard to notice because he's got just this very strange we call it a strange diet that he eats. And that's, uh, I started asking him, I'm like, why, why do you eat these things? And how do you know that you're like sensitive or intolerant to these things? Just this whole list of um, like gluten, soy, eggs and things like that. And he's just like, yeah, I mean, like I've just like eaten these things and they have like a major effect on my body. And I was like, Oh, you know what? Like, I, should probably actually start paying attention to the way the things I'm putting in my body make me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, since that point, probably two or three years ago, cause I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't the healthiest person. I was still like drinking, drinking milk. And there was another point too, where I eaten a really spicy Thai chili and like just grabbed the first thing in the refrigerator, which was a jug of whole milk and started drinking it, downing it. <laughs> and I, and I kid you not, like 10 minutes later, I started to get that itch in the back of my throat that everybody associates with getting sick. 
And lo and behold, like an hour later, started like getting post-nasal drip, was super congested, and I was sick for the next like four or five days. So I immediately cut milk out after that. And like having those two occurrences happen really, really hit home for me that I needed to start paying attention to the things that I'm putting in my body. Um, and, and since that point, I've just really tried to cut out all processed food, all processed food, um, refined sugar. And this is coming from, and, and like artificial uh, coloring and things like that. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a guy who spent years 10 through 20 drinking Mountain Dew, Baja Blast, playing video games and, and being sedentary all weekend, um, just eating Sour Patch Kids and Sour Belts and all of this synthetic garbage, literal garbage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel very blessed that I that I look the way that I do now and have the capability <laughs> to look this way and, and move the way that I, I can. But I'm just amazed that I, I don't have any underlying health issues that I know of from how I was treating my body previously. Um, Mm -hmm. and and having that perspective too, like seeing how I was treating this vessel, this, this one machine, this bio machine that I have and how I was feeling to, to now and having the perspective of putting nothing but clean, trying to eat nothing but organic and and limiting Mm -hmm. my meat, my meat products and, and dairy, dairy products. And really just sticking to, to vegetables, um, primarily plant-based, um, eat fish um, and some um, white meat every blue moon. It's been five months since I've had meat products. Um, but um, yeah, just starting to pay attention to the way your body feels after you, mm-hmm. after you eat something. Really tuning into your body um, is huge and it's it's a game changer nice and i want to hit back on thai chilies you know thai food they don't they don't mess around with their spice they don't, <laughs> they don't play no. I, don't, I don't i don't cry a lot when i when i eat food if it's really good or if it's thai food and it's just really spicy dude thai Tears. food makes me makes me sweat every time yeah Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm getting like um like a four out of ten in spiciness. I'm still sweating. I don't know. I don't know if it's yeah, just me yeah, right. or they just don't. They're just spices, just ridiculous. Um, but I, a lot I wouldn't have it any other way though, man. Yeah. I love food. <laughs> dude, I love it. It's my favorite food. Uh, dude, a lot of that is just awareness. It seems like you know being aware, mm-hmm. and I I noticed that too when I cut out all dairy and meat products. Like I started feeling completely different and it's like, I noticed my body was never, I never felt what like true felt could like health could feel like right until I stopped. And it was just like, I feel like an elevated energy and I just like, I didn't even want to go back to eating that stuff. Cause like I associated it with how sluggish I felt. And the, the hard thing is like, we we're sluggish and don't even realize how much, you know, energy is being taken up by the food we're eating or how sluggish we are because we're always sluggish because we're always eating the same type of things until you stop and like really be aware and, and, you know, take that audit of how you feel. You start noticing your energy is just way different, you know, 100%. and you know, that, that, that's big. It's big. Just 
just for people who don't eat plant-based or primarily plant-based or just eat dairy and everything and meat all the time, like just try it out. Try not to eat that stuff and eat natural food that wasn't packaged in plastic or whatever, like vegetables. It didn't seize your body. Like that, that did enough. I, I was convinced by that. You know, obviously I, I did a lot of research when I cut it off and just wanted to do it. But once I did it, it was just, I felt so good. I was just like, yeah, dude, I don't even need to go back. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you, did you try a bunch of like the different, um, like let's call them fad diets or just diets like keto or pescatarian. Did you try any of those just to no. see what kind of worked? Or- no, I, I never tried the, uh, I didn't agree with the keto diet. Honestly, I just didn't, it didn't make sense to eat, you know, a bunch of saturated fat, like, it just didn't make sense. Like I, I knew enough from studying heart disease that that diet particularly, or at least the ones that I was being, you know, shown from people like eating them as much bacon and cheese as you want and calling that like keto. I was like, dude, that's not, that's still not good for you. Like if you're going to eat yeah. fat and be on keto, like there's still a very specific way you could do it. Um, but I, I did read a book called the warrior diet, which was primarily, plant-based diet um but i think the biggest factor was the fasting intermittent fasting so that the warrior diet was obviously eating more like natural right not processed he didn't say like not to eat dairy or meat or anything but just really smaller portions of that and just eating more vegetables but eating like once a day and that was like the the goal of like fasting 24 hours or 20 to 24 hours, uh, which fasting I think is amazing. And I've noticed it do amazing things for me and just for other people who like for losing weight and all that kind of stuff. I actually recorded a podcast on intermittent fasting alone. Cause like, I believe so deeply in fasting. I, I think the human body wasn't designed to eat as much as we eat. Right. You know, we, we're told we need to eat three meals a day or five meals a day, whatever. That's simply not true. And we wonder why we're like the most obese country in the world because we're fed all this BS about how much we're supposed to eat. We're supposed to drink a glass of milk per meal or whatever. And it's like the standard. <laughs> and we just keep getting bigger and bigger and unhealthier and more disease and more all kinds of stuff. And that that's kind of what led me into it was just seeing uh, family members have all these health issues with like heart disease and diabetes and all those things. And they were just like, I don't want to go down that path. Let me do, let me break that cycle now. <laughs> yeah. I love so. that, man. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I will second that. The intermittent fasting has been absolutely huge. Like it is, it's definitely a game changer and, and more than uh, like a, a food thing. It's a, it's a very like personal mental and and i think spiritual thing as well Mm. because when when you're able to take a step back and and really take stock of your your eating habits objectively like if you're if if you do try a 72 hour fast and and pay attention to the thoughts that come up while while you're doing that because i guarantee you you're going to be thinking about food a lot and then you're going to think to yourself why am I thinking about food so much? Do I always think about food this much? How much time could I save if I wasn't thinking about food this much and thinking about how, like where you're going to get food, how much money the food's going to cost. If you're going to go out, how would you have to drive to get there? Like, so I, I realized I spend so much of my day 
thinking about food and and cooking food and going to get food and spending money on food. So that's why I don't eat until <laughs> like 1 p.m. most days. I, I just feel very clear headed and a lot of that energy that's spent thinking about food and then the body digesting food. If you're eating early in the morning, you can allocate that to other things. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like it's it's just made me a lot sharper mentally and, and given me a lot more clarity until till mid to till late in the afternoon. Yeah, I noticed that too when I was like doing those like, t you know, even the 20 hour, 18 hour fast, you start thinking like, I'm not even hungry, but mm -hmm. like I, how many, how much do you eat when you're not even hungry? Just cause you know, the food is there, it's in front of you, it's available. Exactly. It's so easy. Or you just like drive by somewhere and you're just like, ah, oh, that sounds good. And like, yeah, and you're just eating. Good. Yeah. Just eating just to eat, you know, no yeah. real purpose, no real intention behind it. And I think yeah. inter intermittent fasting just ties into having intention. Cause if you can have intention with what you eat, you'll be more intentional with what you watch what you listen to what you you know everything else who you talk to the environment you're in yeah, your best, how, you you know, your time, yeah. How, you, how you spend your energy yeah Jeez. that's awesome though thanks for sharing that yeah. um i, I want to just ask a couple more things as we yeah. wind down um but what, what are like some of the best resources uh or any resource that's helped you in making these discoveries or just helping you on your journey of just improving your mindset, improving your health. You know, they could be anything like movies you watch, videos, yeah, podcasts, books, I, whatever. Yeah. I mean, the internet's huge. Um, YouTube, YouTube is great. If you, if you have a thought for something that you want to work on um, about yourself, you hop on this thing called G O O G L E.com. Like literally <laughs> just get on Google and, and search for it. There are thousands of people, millions even talking about it and putting their ideas and thoughts and their experience out there about a lot of these things like mm. morning rituals, intermittent fasting. If you're, if you're curious about any of it man, just take the initiative and look it up. But I would say that some of my favorite things that have really helped me to just feel like I'm, I'm, really feel like I'm moving forward and, and actually like making strides in my growth have been podcasts, certainly books. Um, and I think thinking about books in that same mindset of you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and, and podcasts as well. And, and we, we had spoke about this earlier as well. A book is, is somebody's like fullness, like, their full expression of who they are and their experience and what they believe in has been put into this thing that is now either on your phone for you to listen to read or a physical copy in your hand for you to go through. That is a glimpse into their mind and the way that they think. Mm -hmm. So if you can look at it like that and you are committed to your growth and you value somebody's opinion and experience, um, I think books are, are one of the most valuable resources and tools that uh, a lot of people can get their hands on for, for the development of their growth. Um, and I mean, a lot of people get, maybe there's not so much of a stigma anymore about like self-help books and self-development books. But when I started thinking about like, okay, like I feel like I'm meant for something greater and I feel like there's more to life than just like wake up, go to work, pay bills, go to sleep, like type of deal. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people kind of looked at 
me reading self-help books and I'm like, what's wrong with, what's wrong with the life you have right now? Like, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I think that we're seeing a major shift in that and it's becoming a lot more acceptable. Um, but I feel like most of the books I read are, are like experiential, um, self-development or spiritual, um, or like fitness, nutrition books, just things with just facts with information, um, that I can apply to my own life. And, and, I think that has been one of the most helpful things. Absolutely. And a book that I would recommend that really, I feel like catapulted me was uh, the book. I think it was tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss Mm -hmm. or tribe of mentors. I believe it was. And I love Tim Ferriss. He, that dude never fails, whether it's a five minute video or just a little excerpt from one of his books never fails to, just like get me fired up about like becoming the the best version of myself becoming who i know i am capable of being and putting that out into the world um so i'd highly recommend that book he interviewed like 500 ceos like just Mm -hmm. masters in their fields and just asked them all just a, a general list of questions and there's so much value and so much information that you can pull out of that book so many book recommendations from CEOs. If somebody that started a fortune 500 company or somebody who is in charge of a company recommends a book on any topic, I immediately am like, okay, let me, let me check that out. There's probably something to that or, or at least a, a grain mm-hmm. of knowledge that I can pull out of that. that yeah. book. That's usually how my list grow when mm-hmm. I'm listening to somebody or reading some book and they, they mention a book that changed their lives and I'm reading their book. Cause they're changing my life. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, that, that has to be a good book, right? Well, it shaped yeah. his mind that now he's shaping my or his or her. Um, but yeah. yeah, Tim Ferriss is amazing, man. And then both of those books, uh, it's awesome. Cause like he didn't really, he didn't make up any of that stuff. He found, he sought that information for successful people, healthy people and, and the best of experts he could find. And he compiled a great book based off their experiences, right? He wasn't here trying to figure it all out himself. And that's kind of, a, I think, an important thing that I learned uh, from Tim Ferriss was, you know, learning from the Titans and having mentors and just learning from the people who are happy and who are successful, who are healthy, right? If they're super healthy, they're doing something right. You know, if they're, very, if they're really happy, you know, they're doing something right. And not Instagram happy, like truly you know, peace and that, you know, yeah, having that peace and that, you know, it doesn't matter what people think, you know, it's not about social media. It's how can I be truly happy? So definitely books I think are, are the most valuable thing anyone could get. And I, I'm, I've been in the audio books uh, now just cause like I could, li- I could get through them faster and like re-listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely all kinds of great, great people put all their best ideas and experiences into a book. Really. They, they yeah. took all the in, invisible and made it visible on paper or an audio for us to, exactly. you know, for, for you, for yeah. this, for you watching this. Yeah. And it's like super <laughs> cheap too. Like yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could get ten. one book, change your whole life for like 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And let me, I'm going to recommend a book to anybody watching this. If you haven't read the untethered soul by Michael Allen Singer, mm-hmm definitely check that out. You can find a copy for I think 16 to $18 and it will completely shift your perspective on um, mm-hmm. 
your relationship with yourself and your thoughts. And it is a absolute life changer. So $16 best investment in your growth you will ever make. I I truly believe that. I'm on my, uh, my third listen of that right now, actually. (laughs) Dude, it's it's a (laughs) a powerful one. I just, I uh, lent a copy to a friend and I really wanted to read it again. So I just bought another copy. It's in the mail right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do that book. Uh, Even, even on this third time around, I'm like listening to it and I'm just like, wow, I didn't even notice that part. And like the first two times I listened to it. So that, that's definitely a book. And there's so many books that have the same effect. Every single time you read it, you're going to get more and more out of it. You know, and that's the thing with great books, because as you evolve, you'll be able to take more from books and other resources like that. So yeah, thanks for that, man. Too, thanks for that recommendation. Yeah. yeah, everybody get Untethered Soul, because that book is a game changer for sure. Definitely. Um, so with that, great resources, great conversation on mind, body, health, man. I appreciate that. Uh, is there any last bit of the best Brian Kimson wisdom you can share with me and whoever's listening and watching. Ooh. The best, the yeah. best you can get. Yeah. If you could, yeah. if you could summarize all your success and happiness in like one phrase or sentence or whatever, you can, you can go longer if you need, but the best. Yeah. I'm tempted to go a lot longer. Go ahead. <laughs> <But> do it. <laughs> how, how, how long are we at right now? Do you know? I don't know. No, 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 I didn't look at that time. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I would, I would say you, you gotta love yourself. You have to love yourself, like, and that is, that should be a top priority. Uh, figuring out the areas that you're you're not showing up for yourself, or you're not necessarily happy with with who you're being, and accept those and and you just got to show up for yourself unjudgmentally. And that's, that's something that I realized while I was um, working full time at that job, working like 70 hour a week sometimes is I just completely gave my power away. I was not respecting myself and realized that I, I didn't really know if I'd ever actually truly love myself and was showing myself love. Um, So I think, yeah. Self-love is one of the most powerful things that you can, mm-hmm. you can, you can do in, in your life. Um, and, and really make that, that a priority and, and set the intention every day to really just show, show up for yourself in, in whatever way that means for you. Um, and, and maybe that's like a bath with some, some lit candles, or maybe that's like crushing a killer workout because you know that your body needed it or you've just been having an off week and you needed to get some of those endorphins going, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is for you, find that, whether that's meditation or or sitting down, read a book or cooking yourself a nice meal, just self-love. Self-love is huge. And then I got one more. And this is something that, that I've really just started to integrate and, and focus on more recently is make fun and play the goal mm-hmm. like life life shouldn't be this serious journey where you just work all the time to get some to some imaginary fantastical destination where you can do whatever you want like the goal every day should just be to have 
to have fun and and to be able to have fun you got to do work like you have to do your work and you got to get it done and when that work's done put it down just put it down and, and focus on being in the present moment and really showing up for yourself and the people around you and just enjoying the fuck out of life absolutely like, like that's that's huge yeah, that that's becoming more apparent for me after reading Michael Singer's book. And I just finished his other one, The Surrender Experiment, which I think Baby. goes hand in hand with what you just said. You know, just enjoying life, surrendering, letting it flow and being okay at what it is, man. Thank you so much. I, we can go on for hours, I know. Yeah, like, no, I, could, <laughs> I could go all day like this, but uh, it's we'll so have to at some point. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great to talk to you, man. Have Have that like-minded conversation that's deeper right than just what's going on on the news what's the last thing you watched on tv you yeah. know i got so much out of this conversation i know everyone who listens to this or watches this is going to get so much out of it and just having your perspective it's awesome man thank you so much for yeah, your time and, and i appreciate you thank you as well bro i appreciate you setting this up and i appreciate that you're setting up this podcast to just have more conversations like this and need more mindful and more conscious conversations, people talking mm -hmm. about their truths and talking about things that are actually important in the world. I feel like that's exactly what we need right now. So I appreciate you. And I want to acknowledge you for, for really stepping into that and, and bringing, bringing this, this out into the world. Cause a lot of people I think can benefit from it. And that's just not me to my own horn, but I think a lot of people are going <laughs> to no, like, for sure, like man. Thank you. I appreciate that. that you come out with. I appreciate that. And before, before we end this, I just want to give you a chance to share like where everyone can reach you at the best platforms and, and a little bit of what, what's happening next for you, what the future looks like for you, what you're coaching and just, you know, if anyone wants to get in touch with you for any health tips, mindset, coaching, one-on-ones, you know, how and where can they get in touch with you at? Yeah, absolutely. I would say the most active uh platform to reach me on uh the place that i'm most most active on and, and posting on is going to be instagram for sure um as i'm moving into to coaching doing one-on-ones with people that's like my that's my bread and butter that's what i'm focused on most is to really just experiment there and dive deeper into my practice and, and my my teaching style and, and what works best there um but yeah you can you can find me on instagram and i'm getting a website with a blog set up right now i absolutely love to write but i've never done it in a digital aspect really um mm -hmm. other than like captions on instagram and stuff um i just I, I write man i love i love to do it and dive deep um and just pour myself out there so i'm getting a, a blog set up that i think is going to be really beneficial for people so that's awesome man. But, i'll definitely yeah, share but, share your stuff in the details and notes of this show and your creative genius so keep making yeah. those blogs and writing and I look forward to seeing everything uh, you're going to come out with. And, and again, I appreciate you. I'm grateful to have you on here. Uh, and I'm grateful for our friendship. It is an absolute pleasure, man. I'm super grateful for you, truly. Right. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Uh, enjoy and go, go conquer today, man. Yeah, you as well. Until the next one, brother. Right. Take care, bro. All right. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people. 
have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.